all across a new sky. Chapter 1 A Gold Ribbon Phenomenon. Skycadia, a world amongst the clouds. Six floating continents brimming with life and connected by countless skyways. Airborne craft ferry the ever expanding populace from island to island. And in this age, sky travel has never been easier. Hey, uh, excuse me. Do you really need to explain everything that's happening right in front of our eyes? And who are you anyway? What? This is a what? What the heck is an audiobook? Two years had passed since the fall of the tyrannical Black Blood Dynasty. With its suffocating grip finally released, Skycadia was once again free. Of course, nothing is ever quite so simple. After 22 years beneath the dynasty's iron heel, a complete recovery would be out of the question. That sky was gone, and a new one had taken its place. There was no question that a semblance of peace had returned. However... Sky Pirates! 10 a.m. Thursday morning. Skyway 45, directly on the border between Red Nimbus and Silver Cirrus. A convoy of Mamatasan merchant vessels were under attack. Their attacker, a Sky Pirate of great infamy, bore down upon them mercilessly, his silver skull flag billowing overhead. No, not that flag, not him, please. Ransack them, everything that isn't sky nailed down. What about these lovely ladies, Captain Silver? They're not sky nailed down, not yet anyway. It's Walker Silver, the lunatic of Blue Alto. Did you just refer to me as lunatic? Uh, no, 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 I, I, I simply... I believe he did. And I would say, it's quite the accurate description. A sudden gust of icy wind followed, forcing the majority of the pirates to drop to their knees. A feminine figure descended from the ship's upper walkway, landing gracefully on the main deck. Walker, still on his feet, faced this new arrival. Captain Walker Silver, lunatic of Blue Alto. That's a haul of 90,000 SG standing right in front of me. Well, if it isn't Fantina Bueller. As much as I love a good name exchange, I'm afraid you'll have to cease and desist. You're coming with me. Fantina drew her blade, a band of purple crystal shimmering across the metal. Walker felt a shiver run through his spine. Grab what you can and pull out. I don't care for a mismatch like this. The crew fled, grabbing sacks and small crates as they tumbled back to their own skyship. In the confusion, Walker drew his cutlass and struck out with a wild fury of stabs aimed directly at Fantina. Savor my vorpal symphony, Miss Bueller. I don't use this on just anyone. Fantina's eyes rolled as she raised her right leg. How precious. Children like you, I mean. The skystone heel of her boot met his blade at the tip, cracking it instantly. Walker's cutlass shattered into pieces. Shocked, but not stunned, he turned tail, smashing a glass capsule on the deck below, a cloud of white smoke filling the air. By the time it cleared, Walker Silver was gone, alongside ship and crew. Hardly bothered, 
Fantina turned her attention to the merchant sailors. Sir, are you unharmed? Oh, thank the skies you're here, Miss Bueller. You and your people do such good work for us poor Mamatassan merchants. I don't think poor and Mamatassan merchant belong in the same sentence. But nonetheless, you're very welcome. Now, pray tell, what exactly are you carrying? Well, uh, the usual produce restock bound for the Silver City, and a small cache of old maps for the Cartography Guild, but nothing more than that. That's it? Huh. Why go after such a tiny score on a protected skyway like this? None of this made sense. As she said, not even the most foolish of sky pirates would dare attack a heavily guarded skyway like this. Unless, of course, there was an equally hefty prize to be won. Fantina struck to the edge of the deck, sheathing her blade. She stared through the crimson-red Nimbus cloudscape, locking her eyes squarely on a gargantuan structure that adorned the horizon. This was Skycadia's newest and most certainly largest man-made structure, the Trans-Sky Bridge. It dwarfed even the Holy Silver City in scale, towering above the Red Nimbus Skygate of old. Its purpose? To allow safe, unimpeded travel between Skycadia and the surface world below. If this new era had a symbol, it would certainly be the Trans-Sky Bridge. Her moments rest over, a high-pitched tone sounded in her right ear. Fantina responded, clicking her earring twice. Bueller, 2-2. Immediate dispatch requested. Clearance, Maelstrom 3-5. Maelstrom? Go ahead. Dispatch reads, Red Wave, Port City of Mamatasa. <sighs> Here we go again. Not far from Skyway 45 lay Mamatasa, capital of Red Nimbus, a bustling port city populated mainly by merchants. It was well known for being one of the central Skycadian trade hubs. Goods from all six skies would cross paths at this extravagant exchange point. Of course, it wasn't purely business-centered. Resorts, dance halls, exotic cuisine, and performing troops peppered the surrounding landmass. On this day in particular, it made the perfect viewing site for the Trans-Sky Bridge opening ceremony. The streets were absolutely packed, though not everyone was here to watch the fireworks. On the northwest edge of the city lay a large abandoned circus tent. Inside, there were two figures. How's it feel? I'd imagine it's not your first time in a cage. The speaker, a young woman in her mid-twenties, ran her fingers across the bars. A smirk stretched wide across her face. Dressed in overly colorful red Nimbus desert attire and plastered with mismatched jewelry, she kept her dual-colored eyes solely fixed upon the second figure. A familiar, red-haired sky pirate known to the world as... Reb Metal. Yep, seen a fair few of these. He smiled lightly, not an ounce of distress in his words. You know, somehow I just knew you'd be easy to catch. All the rumors about you were true. Dumb as the sky sardine through and through. Oh, I think it was a stroke of genius, inviting me to a circus show I'd apparently won free tickets for in a contest I'd never even entered. Totally snagged me with that one. His captor squinted her eyes for a moment, brushing her spiked pink fringe to the side. You don't have a clue who I am, do you? I have the distinct feeling you're about to tell me. Former Vice Captain of the Black Blood Dynasty 6th Fleet, Whisk Wanderwind. 
Man, you worked for Princess Rumbelina? No wonder you look like a roll of cheap bubble gum. Hey, I'm the one doing the talking here. And this is my natural hair color, so shut up. Reb nodded thrice, stifling his laughter as best he could. Hmm, <laughs> as I was saying, I am an ex-Dynasty Vice Captain. One who was poised for promotion until you and your little crew came along. I spent the last two years hiding in a freaking circus tent because of you. Wait, you don't actually work here? I thought with those tacky clothes you were wearing- Silence! Whisk ignited a mass of yellow cloud particles around her hands. Lightning sparked in several directions, knitting together and solidifying as a solid set of electrified claws. Whoa, you can solidify yellow cloud particles? That's flip! You could totally pull off a circus act. Don't give up on that dream. Whisk locked her claws with the cage bars, sending a dangerous shockwave of yellow and black lightning coursing around Red, narrowly missing his head. I'm gonna make this simple. You're gonna tell me where your little friends are, and then I'm gonna char you with my lightning till you're a pile of ash. Uh, now, now hold on just a moment here. I don't see what's in that deal for me. Am I missing something? Where are Fantina Bueller and Spanner? Reb's smile faded. The electric crackle continuing to hum in his ears as he turned his gaze upwards. You're asking the wrong guy. Huh? What did you say? Eh, nothing. Guess it's time we wrapped up here, huh? Whisk released the bars as Reb got to his feet. Something about him had changed. For some reason, she didn't want to get too close. Cage or not. Your info's a little out of date. You see, Whisk, thing is, I do know who you are. And what's actually gone down here is... Reb stopped, cutting himself off as he caught a glimpse of a third person over Whisk's shoulder. She spun around, hearing the approaching footsteps. It was Fantina. Good day. Mind if I let some air in? She drew her blade, cutting the air casually. A vast tear in the tent above appearing as her slash pierced the roofing fabric. The tent exterior collapsed, ushering in the harsh red nimbus sunlight. By order of the Sky Police, you're under arrest. So, this was all a setup. He faked getting caught so you could get the drop on me. Your silver spanner here too? Fantina stopped in her tracks, cocking her head to one side. Sorry, who are you? She barely finished speaking before swinging her blade a second time. An edged wave rippling through the air, soaring straight past Whisk and dicing up the cage. Reb ducked, avoiding certain decapitation. His ponytail, however, was not so lucky. Hey, that's low. Do you know how long it takes me to grow that much hair? Look, you nicked my hat, too. The crimson hair strand settled on the earthy ground below as he stepped out from the destroyed cage. Whisk watching, completely lost as to what was unfolding right before her eyes. Fantina pointed her blade at Reb. Reb Medal. For crimes of piracy, illegal skyway use, and a whole heap of childish ignorance, I'm taking you in. Reb smirked once more, raising his hands as she stepped towards him. Now this was not part of my plan. I imagine not. Seeing her chance, Whisk leapt towards them, claws crackling with deadly lightning. She didn't make it. A whirl of purple ice crystals caught her in mid-jump, 
encasing her in a jagged stream of ice, pinning her to the floor. What? No! Purple cloud particles? How is that possible? How can you make ice here in Red Nimbus? That's ironic. Last time I saw that was your sister. Fantina didn't reply. Instead, she forcefully took his arm and bent it behind his back. You know, I've heard some pretty cool stuff about you. Oh yeah? Word is, you're top of the underworld hit lists. You must have got pretty tough to get noticed by those guys. It's a new Skyrim. Anyone who treats it like the old one, well, they won't survive. Will they? Fantina locked his wrists together and slapped on a pair of reinforced Skystone cuffs. Once done, she held her sword a hair's breadth from his neck. You should have taken the time to learn cloud particle manipulation yourself. Might have helped you avoid this. Eh, even if I did, I'd still be no match for you. She began leading him towards the tent's exit, ignoring Whisk as she struggled to free herself from the ice. Never thought you'd come so quietly. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm just waiting for my real rescue to show up. Oh, really? Really. Suddenly, a long fishing wire wrapped itself tight around Fantina's blade, pulling it from her grasp. She followed its path as it flew upwards to the circus's tightrope, where a tall, muscular man stood. Before she could react, she felt someone deliver a full-body tackle to her side, sending her crashing into an old pile of stuffed animal props. Excuse me! Sorry! Really sorry! A young girl, no older than 17, waved at her apologetically as she produced a pistol and shot off Reb's restraints. Thank you, Mary. I give the tackle a 9.6. As he spoke, the tall man jammed Fantina's blade into a roofing support and leapt towards her. The two collided, Fantina managing to match his monstrous strength. Strong as they come. You're no pushover yourself. She swept his legs, twisting him into an over-shoulder throw, sending him at Reb and the other girl. However, a quick flick of his fishing wire righted him once more, letting him land safely on his feet. Allow me to introduce the new Crossing Dream Pirates. First up, this big guy here is Stork Boatwright, our resident tailor. I love fishing, but knitting needles are my true calling. I'm Mary Mellowsby, cabin girl. And can I just say, I am your number one fan, Ms. Bueller. Sorry again for hitting you. Seriously. So you found someone to replace us. Wow, I'm hurt. Not. As she finished, a swirl of green leaves danced into her line of sight. She noticed too late as the swirl grew to a tornado, enveloping her in a massive stream. Forcing her way out, Fantina leapt upwards, grabbing her lost blade and finding her footing on the adjacent tightrope. She turned her focus to the entrance, where yet another unexpected guest stood. Miss Bueller, a pleasure, as always. Magnus Cassiopeia. Now there's a face I know well. Magnus smiled politely, an umbrella cane in his left hand, and a small brown cat on his shoulder. But have you met young Leroy here? I do believe they managed to get him on my wanted poster. Problem was, when they were trying to take it, he kept facing the wrong way. He's normally such a good cat, too. Reb and the others joined Magnus at the entryway, Stork wrenching Whisk free from the ice and hoisting her over his shoulder. What's up? Are you doing? Her complaints were cut short as Magnus conked her on the head down. with his umbrella, rendering her unconscious. Shh. You'll scare Leroy. <laughs> Shall we? 
I believe we shall. The crew turned tail in unison, a vast cloud of dust billowing from the ground as they dashed into the main streets, ignoring curious onlookers who had begun to gather. Fantina leapt from her tightrope perch, leaving the tent behind, grinding her heels into the Mamatasan street and following just behind Reb and his fellows. Giving chase, she decided against using her cloud particles. A moment's misstep could cause severe injury or worse to the countless bystanders now filling the walkway. So, where'd we park? Just up ahead, Pier 3. Right by the Parfait Palace. We were late, cause I was waiting for one of those Nimbusbury whirls. But I still got half left. Wanna try? Nah, I'll just nab one next time we're back. To the dream, my team! Reb kicked over a display of novelty-sized beach balls. Fantina collided with them, not expecting the rather unorthodox obstruction. Reaching the pier, Reb spy his ever-faithful companion, the Crossing Dream, a sturdy, antique sailing galleon made of green zephyr timber. He and this ship had been together since his infancy, and that certainly wasn't going to change anytime soon. All aboard! Magnus, Mary, and Stork hastily boarded the Dream as Reb removed the cords anchoring it to the dock. Cruiser drive ignited and sky anchor raised. The ship moves slowly towards open sky. How long, Reb? How long are you going to keep running? Oh, look at that. You caught up. You still don't get it. You can't just keep playing pirates in a sky like this. Don't you want to make something of yourself? Leave a positive mark on the world? You mean like you and Spanner? Yes. That's exactly what we're doing. So why can't you? Why can't you just grow up? Reb smiled, recalling a similar conversation they once had. You know what? You're right. Partly, that is. This is a new sky, and you and Spanner are making a huge difference. Just look at that trans-sky bridge. That was all him. Reb cast his gaze to the horizon, the trans-sky bridge glimmering in the sunlight. Starting today, people can go from Skycadia to the surface anytime they like, and vice versa. And that rocks! Skycadia's almost back to the way it was before Blackblood bust his way in. What's not to love about that? Fantina kept her hand on her blade. She knew Reb well enough to anticipate the inevitable flip side to this speech. But you're wrong about one thing. I'm not the same. And I'm not just playing pirate. New sky, new me. Stork launched a large cloth bundle towards Rep, who caught it, unraveling the cover in a whirl, gripping the two oversized blades that emerged from within. The air around him began to spin and twist, blue streaks etching their way into the atmosphere. Fantina took a step back, a powerful azure wind coursing past them both. You've gone your way, I've gone mine. Red crossed his swords, dicing up the air, Water bursting forth from the blade tips. Fantina raised her own sword, blocking as the torrential stream surged forth. Blue cloud particles. But why can't I freeze them? Yeah, good luck trying to freeze boiling water. Fantina caught on. The water was scalding hot, steam rising from the point of impact. You can't beat me like this. No, I can't. But I certainly can run. Reb laughed sending one final swirl of water in her direction, causing a massive splash that hid both himself and the ship from view. By the time the resulting steam had vanished, he was gone. 
and the dream was well out to sky. Mary ran to the rear deck, calling out to Fantina. Um, Miss Bueller, I just wanted to say, I hope we get a chance to talk properly one day. Preferably on the same side. Fantina slammed her sword into the boardwalk, but kept a calm expression as a crowd of curious onlookers began to form behind her. She tapped her earpiece twice. Bueller 2-2. Red wave gone. End report. Reb stowed his swords into a custom arms holder attached to the Dream's mask, pulling off his hat and examining the damage Fantina had incurred. Yo, Stork! Do you think you could fix me up something new? Reb's words carried upwards to the crow's nest where Stork sat, taking in the glorious view of the distant Transsky Bridge. I'd love to. How'd you feel about Naltonian silk twisted into the threads? Would it be red? Can be. Done. Stork gave a profound nod as Mary appeared by his side, having just clambered up the mast herself. <sighs> hey. How long till the flares go up? Any moment now the opening ceremony's due to start. It's gonna be a flashy one. As the two kept their gaze trained on the horizon, Magnus tossed a still unconscious wisp into the hole. She'll fetch us a decent wage. The market's been good for Dynasty Remnants this month, especially ranked officers. We'll drop her off on the way to Crisscross Cove. You and Mary can handle that, right? I'm gonna get Stork to fix my hair, too. Tina had a field day with my luscious locks. Magnus gave Reb an amused look, tapping his shoulder-perched cat. See, Leroy? Vanity can come with age. Reb ruffled his own hair, trying to mask the uneven edges and propped himself against the base of the ship's mast. Didn't expect to cross paths with Tina so soon. That's the third time in the last year. I figured she'd be busy arresting, you know, actual bad guys. Sky piracy is an actual crime. Point taken, but we're nice about it. From the crow's nest, Stork called out, seeing the first of the flares launching from the Transsky Bridge. It's starting. I bet this'll be one to remember. However, before the second wave could be launched, a piercing sound filled the skies. A burning ribbon of golden flame erupting high above Skycadia, hurtling straight towards the bridge. Reb watched, eyes wide, as did every single denizen of Skycadia. The trail of flame smashed into one of the six support towers, causing it to collide with another, and another. Three of the towers crumbled, instantly crushed by the pressure of deep sky as they fell beneath the cloud bank. Fantina watched from Mamatasa as the disaster unfolded, once more reaching for her earpiece. Walker Silver, the hapless sky pirate who had earlier attacked the merchant convoy of Skyway 45, watched from his ship, a spark of wonder adorning his eyes. The Golden Ribbon, it has appeared to me. All of Skycadia stopped, be they pirate, police, or citizen. No one could have possibly missed what had just transpired. The Trans Sky Bridge still stood, three of the supports hanging strong, but the central gateway had been blocked by debris, various rescue ships already descending upon the disaster site. What... what just happened? Hey, something just fell right into the tower supports. Reb watched as the flames danced on the horizon, a golden ribbon of smoke still emblazoned upon the blue sky. 
Yeah, that's right. Something did indeed fall. Huh? Okay, question for everyone. We're not on the surface. We're in Skycadia. There isn't anywhere for something to fall from. Is there? End chapter one. You have been listening to the vocal talents of Luvian Chen, Christine Choi, Elliot Glasser, Paul Hughes, Ali Smith, Liz Moray, and Michael Page. Promotional photography by Daniel Wright and Eleanor Jameson Chang. If you enjoyed our work and would like to support our creations here at Page Productions, then please turn your attention to the video description to see how you can help us in continuing to offer wholesome and exciting fantasy content. Without you, we would not be here. Thank you for your time. And hashtag, never give up. Look forward to our next episode.